0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
4: Well, good
2: morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. For the next two hours, you're stuck with me, and we're talking about cars, trucks, motorhomes. I'm really good at settling arguments between husbands and wives and wives and husbands, or brothers and sisters and all that kind of stuff. Sitting next to me is my sister, Renee. Good morning.
4: (laughs) No. And most of the time, I think you cause arguments. I don't think you settle them all the time. I'm really good at you settling arguments. Worse.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> this is my wife, Renee. She gets to, well, you're just out on uh, a weekend. Uh,
4: yes, parole.
2: Parole. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought I'd, I'm supposed to keep track of you this <laughs> oh, weekend. And I'm, I see. I'm, I'm unfortunately stuck with you. But nevertheless, let's talk about Kurt's Auto Repair at I-17 and, and uh, Bell Road, northeast corner. Kirk? Kurt, Eric and Jeff are all master technicians. They're really good at what they do. My suggestion to you is is if you've got a problem and you live anywhere near I-17 and Bell, Kurt's might be a good place for you to stop by. Kurt's, the owner, but the two young guys are younger and they're sons and son- and and son-in-law, but they're just really sharp. And they have absorbed our industry like few others have so again oil changes all the way to every time i turn on my car i hear a a voice from my glove box they can they can take care of all of that kurtz automotive and it's i-17 and bell all right 602-508-0960 if you have a question or a call or if you uh you want to argue with me that's fine too 602-508-0960 Last week I think we had a pretty good record of calls. I think we had twelve or thirteen calls. Callers. I so, yes. And I think our record is what?
4: Seventeen. Oh, I think it was twenty it that was, one week. It was
2: twenty or twenty one. So anyway, we're here for two two hours, so um again if you have a question, but let me tell you if you're if you're kind of a hunter g- kind of guy or if you're into four wheel drives and stuff, I want to tell you about an eighty or a seventy nine suburban. This seventy nine suburban has a five-speed transmission. They only made, according to sources that I've been talking to, they've only made, they made less than a hundred of these with stick shifts. No one else has ever seen one, but it is an unusual vehicle. What's really unusual, it's got a 5.7 350 tune port fuel-injected motor that Arizona Speed Marine had installed. So this is a fuel-injected 79 Suburban with a small block Chevy and a 5-speed manual. We think it's got 133,000 miles on it. We think. In 2019, which is just this year, we upgraded the air conditioning system to 134 and it blows ice cubes. It has four-wheel disc brakes and that's something they had to have added when they did this motor because this vehicle didn't come with four-wheel disc brakes. It may have come with front disc brakes, but but not back, but it hasn't. It has a... Uh, 40-gallon main tank, and then he has two saddle tanks, and he has water tanks, and pff, the shocks are new, the tires are new, and it has a wench front and rear. It has, an, on the front is a Ramsey 8,000-pound uh, cable wench, and on the rear is a Warner a Warren 6,000-pound, and both of them have remote controls. So the story behind this is, is that it was built by a guy who owned a giant machine shop um, near University and 48th Street. This was his hunting wagon. It has a rack on the top of it that extends over the hood. They used to stand sit on top of the rack and then cover themselves with a camouflage parachute and and they used to watch animals. So this was the hunting wagon and of course they built everything and anything unusual or broken they just make a new one. So that's really the story. This has been parked for more than 20 years. It was serviced, started, and driven May, June, and July, and August of this year.
4: Or last year now.
2: Uh, Yeah, last year. I'm sorry. (laughs) And um, uh, it's just kind of a really nifty uh, hunting vehicle. It even has a high-lift jack mounted on the front bumper, so you can tell. Now, these guys didn't just use metal stuff that they found um, on the side of the road when they welded this. I mean, this is all perfectly done.
4: It's not pieced together like a... Yeah.
2: yeah. So I don't even know if it has rear air or not.
4: I don't know either.
2: I don't know if it does or not. But anyway, it's $8,500 your best offer if you're a hunter or if you're somebody. Now, we've driven this thing back and forth to West Phoenix. We had Eddie take it home. Mm -hmm. We've driven it back and forth to Payson. So we've driven this thing. It's fun to drive. Now, I'm not quite sure what the gear ratio is, but this isn't going to do 100 miles an hour.
4: No. So it's got
2: some pretty low gears in it. Um, And obviously with a 5-speed, they're even lower. But when you put it in low range and you put it in first gear, um, you can walk faster than this vehicle is going to go down the road. (laughs) But it's got really low gear, so I'm thinking it's probably got 411 gears or something like that. But anyway, brand-new tires. I'm selling it, and the reason is is because this kind of honors Jim, who built this Suburban, and uh, nevertheless, if you're a hunter, that's it. You got anything else on your mind today that you want to talk about that's car related?
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> you had a new
2: windshield put in your car.
4: I did. Yes.
2: And uh, and and actually, we used our insurance company, and yes. they said, "Please use this company." Now, I'm not normally a fan of that, mm-hmm. but in this case, the guy did a great job.
4: Yeah, he did a great job, and it looks good, and
2: um, it's not it, leaking it, because we already spread water all over it. Yeah. So it I'm was a-
4: fast. Came to the office and.
2: And did it here in the parking lot and all that kind of stuff. It was perfect. So you just have to be careful. Now, the insurance company, we've been doing business with for cars we've known forever and ever. And so we know that that they would guide us, right? But I'm still not, you know, real sure. And I think you found out that the windshield market is like the Wild West.
4: It is. It's crazy. And something that the insurance company asked me, too, because we have glass coverage we can't get it for our business but we have it for the our personal
2: business cars and trucks
4: business cars and trucks but this happens to be my personal car but they also asked me if it was bigger than a dollar bill if the crack was bigger so i don't know you know
2: why they did why that why they
4: did that maybe you can't get it done or you have to pay a certain amount i didn't really ask them that but Yours mine was, was quite a,
2: about like a mile four long.
4: 4 or $5 dollar
2: bills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it went, I think, from the top to the bottom. It started with a rock kit. Yes. And then it kind of just traveled and traveled and traveled.
4: Yeah, just straight up, but it, uh, you know, so it didn't go across the windshield or anything. But I, one of the things that kind of impressed me after he called me out and said, you want to come and look at it? And I said, sure. And so I go out there, and they've got a little, like... Um, blower in there mm-hmm. like making sure all the dust and anything that they got in the car was out they were blowing my seats off and dashboard and all that kind of stuff so that's kind of a nice
2: oh they left a little clean touch yeah and of course those blowers didn't hurt all your vodka bottles inside the car funny <laughs> <laughs> it didn't roll those out no nope. and, and folks unfortunately just about every car we have that you and i drive have mm-hmm. broken windshields right yeah. now my truck yeah. has a broken windshield. The Camaro has a broken windshield. Your car had a broken windshield. And I don't know if we have any other shop trucks here. But the Camaro, because it's a company car, we don't have glass coverage. Right. So I think what we're going to do now is we're going to call around to a couple of the glass companies. I'm going to call some insurance guys that I'm, I work with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, who who's is the glass company you use? But what you and I have decided is we're going to call around yes. and see what the Wild West has to offer.
4: They're expensive. I, Yours I was, was what six hundred? But that was after the discount for the insurance company. So, I, you know.
2: Well, I, I remember talking to a guy in the windshield business that had been in the windshield business for years, mm-hmm. and he says, um, "If the insurance company's paying for it, the the bill gets really big. The labor and the glass. Okay. But there's a variety of different qualities of glass." Okay. So the safety glass can be made by ABCDEFG companies, mm-hmm. and there might be a difference in fit and finish and yeah, optics. Yeah, sometimes you can
4: see a lot of pits in the glass, like the newer ones that uh-huh. aren't from the factory or whatever. I have noticed that before, in some over the years that we've had replaced.
2: Okay. So. Well, keep in mind, though, the windshields don't come from the factory. It's just they're bought from Jones well, glass. When, when it's new is what yeah. I meant, but yeah.
4: I don't know who makes it, but...
2: Yeah, well, you bought the la- you bought the F car against mm-hmm. my wishes. No, because we've never owned an F car in the family for like She's since motorhome. Jesus Christ was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> my dad did. Yeah, yeah, your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your dad did. God bless him. Mm-hmm. He, he hit his head early in our life, oh, and I that's see. when he started buying F cars. Okay, but he did have lots of of Fords. Yeah, and him and I better. always left that subject alone. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. never ever talked about that
4: because you weren't going to change his mind
2: no and i he couldn't beat me either <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't outrun me he couldn't outpull me he couldn't do any I of think that
4: that was kind of before we had all the uh high performance stuff and everything no
2: even two. back then we had that uh, suburban that we had the 454 with a blower in it and a winch on the front of it mm. and stuff like that that was considerably different than his three-quarter ton four-wheel drive with a you know, small V8 in it and yeah. stuff like that. So anyway, we have a caller. You can hear that air gun. I can So can't. that's Gil telling us, well, we have a caller. Gil, what would that caller's name be?
5: It would be Tom.
2: Tom, good morning. How can we help you?
1: Good morning. I have a 2010 Ford Explorer, and it's got the power steering whine. Um, what is the best way to fix that, if there is? Can you do it just by flushing fluids, or is it replacing the pump, or what would that be it's got a hundred and ten thousand miles on it
2: okay so tell me what the symptoms are is it leaking fluid
1: no it's just got the the whine of the power steering pump it's making noises okay just a loud pump
2: okay and and so when it's in the neutral position you don't hear it much but then when you turn left and right yeah 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 yeah," back and forth
1: nope you hear it all the time
2: okay all the
1: time because the pumps running all the time so you hear it all the time like if you let up on the accelerator you'll hear slow down on the noise and then when you step back on the accelerator you'll hear that noise come back again but it's always there
2: okay okay um and you check the fluid level i course right and it's fu- it's fuller yep. it's on the dipstick or whatever yep.
1: but it is a very dark 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 brownish red
2: okay I doubt very seriously that a flush would work, but certainly you're going to need to do a flush one way or the other. So Correct. if you're going to do yeah. a flush, you have to pull the low pressure line, and you aim it. Right. You have your wife hold it at aimed at a five gallon bucket. Yep. You have to put a plug on the low pressure outlet of the pump because you're going to be pouring fluid into it, and you have to plug the outlets so that it doesn't end up all over the ground. You. Right. And your your low-pressure line from the pump is 3 feet long, 3-8 fuel line with a clamp on it. There's no real big pressure, but there's volume out of that. Then you put a long-neck funnel in the top of the power steering pump. It takes three people. Then you're going to have somebody start it and slowly turn the steering wheel to the right lock position and then to the left lock. You're going to be standing there putting fluid in it, not overflowing the pump. And your wife's going to be standing there holding the hose inside a 5-gallon bucket.
4: Yeah, it's not yep. easy. Yeah, <laughs> people. Wonder yeah, you're going to need two friends. It's expensive. But, but
2: here's the deal: yeah. ninety nine times out of hundred, people don't understand you have to put a plug in the bottom of the pump, so they pour a cord in, and they end up with a cord on the ground, and then they let gotcha. they run the pump dry, which is the worst thing that you want to do. I and, right. I and I don't care about the mileage. Let me change your question: How many power steering in a domestic car? How many power steering pumps do you do a day? And the answer is: is for a whine maybe four a year, five a year. And typically that comes in with a high pressure pump line that's bad. And they've been feeding the fluid and they wait till the pump whines and then they add fluid to it. And so that's, that's kind of, if they'd have done the high pressure line at the beginning, we probably wouldn't have had the wine, but it sounds, you can flush it, but here's the good news. If you still have the wine after you flushed it, you're home free, put a pump on it, put some clean fluid in it and you're done.
1: Because you've already flushed everything out. Because you got to get rid of the old fluid out of there,
2: one way or the other, whether you put a pump on it right. or not. So that's what I do. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds Thank good. you. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. So I'm going to put power steering wine.
4: Do we usually hear it all the time though on a power steering wine?
2: Well, that's why I ask him.
4: Yeah, that was kind of confusing because uh. usually it does it mostly when you're turning.
2: And and you're right, uh, technically speaking, Mrs. Salem.
6: Okay.
2: When you load it, it yes. typically whines. Correct. But I, that's why I ask him that. Mm-hmm. If it's in the unloaded position, I didn't use those words, but if you're not turning it, I'm I'm I want to know if it stops. Mm-hmm. So I want to know if it's loaded. He answered my question all the time. Right. There's there's if the pump is bad. Okay. And so cuz he has the the noise. Now if it doesn't make noise when your hands are off the steering wheel normally it's low on fluid right. and so when you load it up we start aerating the fluid and so when you look inside the reservoir it the foam or the red fluid or brown fluid is foamy because yeah. we're sucking air okay so Great. there's all of those kinds of things we're going to take a break if you'd like to call us 602-508-0960.
6: phoenix bodyworks is a family owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982
7: Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
6: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sax Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot.
7: Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next... Um, Dad... Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey.
0: We really need to get some new books.
7: Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kinda wanna know how it ends. Okay. Tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back,
2: everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. When we talk about ASE master technicians, let me explain what that means. You have a master's degree in auto repair that's the highest level you can you can achieve now you can be certified in one of the 8 automotive there's 8 categories of repairs in the automotive and truck industry so if you're just in steering and suspension then you're ASE certified in steering and suspension but if you've passed all eight tests then you are a master i wanted to make that distinction clear mm-hmm. because it is the highest level of testing there is no higher so there's there's no phd in auto repair
4: no in- there's an l L one. That's an
2: advanced performance. Right. So there's really eight plus the L one and I think there might even be an L two. But Larry Harker's auto has got a young man named Jeremy who's he's passed every single test on buses and big trucks and passenger cars and light duty trucks and diesels and all that. He's one of four in the world. Or no, in the United States, I should say. Okay. So anyway, Larry Harker, Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Really a good shop. And again, if you've got a problem where you've nobody else can fix it and you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, they've been around since 1967. May I suggest Larry Harker's Auto? Suzanne, you're up first.
8: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, my question concerns the switch that turns on your headlights and turn signals. Okay. I, had, I had it replaced a few months ago, and as soon as it was replaced, I noticed that it gets hot when the headlights are on, not when they're off. And there's a the flicker, like on the odometer. If you do the turn signals, the flicker is more distinct. Um, I went back to the mechanic, and they said that that's normal. But I've never, ever in my 40-some years of driving had a car that feels hot when you turn on the headlights.
2: You need to find a new shop. Because okay. that's, that is a, you've just raised my, raised my blood pressure a bunch. That is the worst our industry has to offer. So let me take your side on this. Let me get this straight. You gave her my wife a problem, and now all of a sudden it's normal. Now, keep in mind, Mr. Mechanic, we never had this problem before. And she's been driving this car for how many miles? How many miles do you have on it?
8: It has 131,000 now. Okay, five But I I haven't had it all that
2: long. (laughs) That's okay. It's been. Nevertheless, you know what hot is. You know what the the intensity of the dash and stuff is. That's a a problem for him. So he's already told you what he's all about. So my suggestion would be is is either stop by or call him and say, you know what, Um, I understand you said this is normal, but I want to tell you again, this is a problem you gave me. You gave me this problem. I never had this problem. So I'm just putting you on notice that I'm going to take it somewhere else. And when I get it fixed, then I I'm going to bring you the bill and just put him on notice. You don't really care what he says. Just put him on notice. Just make a log of that. Then you go back and he says, no, then you write a nice complaint or you go on Yelp and flame him or you do whatever. But the idea is, is this is not the way it's supposed to be. And you were probably very nice to him. And, um, did
7: you talk well, I, to I Leona? Went to
8: the, I had gone to them before that. Um, you actually referred me to them. I won't name the okay. shop. Okay. And I went to them before, and I was really ecstatically happy. But this time I paid $270 for something that did fix the headlight problem, but then gave me this other problem.
2: Okay. And, so. and it doesn't make any difference if it's one I am um, I I refer people to. Let me ask you this question. Did you talk to the owner, or did you talk to a a service writer or something like that? The owners. Okay. Well, that disappoints me a lot. Why don't you email me the shop's name, please? Okay. Mark.
8: What shop's... um, Okay, I'll I'll write that down. Mark?
2: At MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com.
8: MarkSalem.com. Okay, um... And what shops do you have closer to where I'm staying now? I was in Phoenix, and I'm temporarily staying in Scottsdale near Rain Tree and 90th Street, and I don't know where anything is here.
2: Okay, Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway, just north. I don't have anybody northeast more than that. So I'm, I, uh, but I still want you to call him and put him on notice. Um, and because he may very well change his mind and say, hey, I need to take another look at that. Do you have the old switch by chance?
8: No, they kept that. Okay.
2: The, old switch was
8: def- the old switch was bad because the headlights would turn themselves on and drain the battery down, and it had play in it. So I knew the switch was bad. It wouldn't turn the lights off. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so,
7: uh-
2: <laughs> All right, so they I did understand. that right. But <laughs> okay, I understand. But if you had the old switch... Um, b- You see, if I were the arbitrator on this, I'd look at the old switch, and I'd see that this particular portion hasn't been hot, and i look at the new switch, and I'd look at this particular portion has been hot. I'd look at the old switch and find out that it has pink, yellow, and blue wires, and I look at the new switch, and those wires have changed colors. So the question then becomes, when you hook yellow to yellow, that's easy, but if you hook yellow to pink, then... I guess, what's going on? The, I'm telling you, I've been in this business a long time. My guys have made this same mistake. And I'm disappointed. I'd be disappointed in the staff if they didn't say, let's take another look at it. But whoever did the work probably knows what happened.
8: Yeah, well, so, they were willing to do diagnostics, but then I'd have to pay for diagnostics if they didn't find anything wrong. And they thought that was normal. So that kind of made me concerned.
2: Well, <laughs> and, and I think what you said was, is that you have a flicker that you didn't have before. yes. Okay. I, I need you to stand firm under those conditions. One more time, sir, this is a problem you gave me. Why would I have you diagnose a problem you gave me? With all due respect. So w- perhaps maybe um, let's both take 24 hours to cool off and why don't you, here, here's a copy of my work order. Why don't you give me a call? I mean, you're giving him every chance in the world. So, okay. Well, okay. I'm. I'm sorry okay. that you had this problem, and I'll do my best to help you with it.
8: Thank you for your help. You have a no, great day. Welcome.
2: And thank you, Suzanne. Harry, good morning.
9: Good morning. How are you, Mark?
2: I'm. Well, my
9: interest when you were talking about windshields, I just am going through a deal with uh, the insurance company on a windshield, and uh, I, I have a Honda Pilot, and I was specifying so I like the Honda in you know, a windshield. Uh, like what i add in and i'll put back in well at the insurance uh level the guy i contacted initially they said oh yeah no problem well at the very end they say well if it exceeds a certain amount then you'll be responsible for paying for it and uh i says wow you didn't say this at the beginning what's going on so they evidently have a third party uh company that does their i guess all their judgment and whatever on uh, what is good and what isn't and um, come to find out after about an hour and a half of getting run around yesterday uh, they um, said that if your vehicle is within its first year new vehicle they'll go ahead and put the factory one in
2: but if it's past that they won't Okay, I got a break in six seconds, so we'll stay there and we'll we'll finish this up. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty.
5: it's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by Raintree Auto True
10: power in this world comes from your economic independence nobody can give it to you you must gain it for yourself hi i'm john hope bryant founder chairman and ceo of the nonprofit operation hope for 26 years operation hope has been changing the lives of lower moderate income individuals across this country with financial dignity and economic uplift raising credit scores and creating thousands of homeowners small business owners and financially literate Individuals. Give $50 or more today in support of our mission at OperationHope.org Hope.org and a copy of my latest book, The Memo, Five Rules for Your Economic Liberation, will be donated in your name to a library in your community. Call 404 941 2919 for more information. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild To pick
3: up a book and read with a child This is Andrew Morrill President of the Arizona Education Association Reading to your child now Can spark a lifetime of reading and learning Parents, we know you're tired At the end of a long day But by taking just a few minutes To read with your child You'll be setting them on a path Towards reading and learning on their own And studies show Students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association.
9: Welcome the back,
2: everybody. The Thirty-four minutes, half the hour of ten o'clock. Mark Salem with my wife Renee here, sitting next to me. We're talking about windshields with Harry. Okay. So let me turn your mic back on, too. I. i oh, you're I always can... trying to shut me up. Yep, aren't you? I am. I am. <laughs> Harry. Um, I have to check this, but in reality, I don't believe that there's a Honda windshield out there. Um, well, I'm. Well,
9: okay. I, I understand that, but, um, like I, like I told them, I says, I, you know, I have a Honda. I probably pay a little more for it than maybe another vehicle for my premiums. And here you are, you know. And they says, well, they said the same thing. Well, the only difference is, a little Honda label, uh, etched in the glass on the left hand corner. And I says, well, my experience in the past has been some of these windshields you get are supposed to be, you know, exactly the same. The tint's different. The, you know they're they're different, and you
2: know, yeah,
9: I, I've had some issues and I've seen some issues, and like Renee said, sometimes the the texture on the outside is not very uh, very good.
2: Well, it's 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 Harry, it's it's optics. So yeah, if you exactly if you put yeah. okay, all right, yeah. so if they I, I'm not sticking up for them, yeah, um, I but I think the idea that I want a Honda windshield. And then your glass company or your insurance company calls you back and says, oh, you're in the first year, blah, blah, blah. I think all of that's BS.
9: Well, that took um, me about two times of calling them to get that out of them. And I talked to four different people. that gave me the runaround deal. And uh,
2: Harry, that uh, should have been your first clue. That, well, I, mean, know, yeah. I, am, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you call to the same, and you get the same different story from everybody. You're you're in a vicious circle. I know. So, I know. Uh, um, why don't you just have the one you put in and hand them the bill, and tell them I've it's talked before. It yeah,
9: it's three times the cost of what they're willing to pay. Why, well, nine hundred okay. for a factory one, or three hundred for the other one.
2: Okay, so have them put the 300 in if you find it optically wrong. I mean, you're going to be able to sit in the driver's seat and see if there's optically wrong as you look around. Um, and you can be there when they're installing it. And once they take the old one out, you just have them set it over the top of your, of, of the new one and make sure that all the corners match up and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you can fight with them if you want. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you that most of the insurance company, most that I work for, and I pick and choose which ones I work for, um, have really good people working for them. But I'm also going to tell you that the windshield market's the Wild West. You can call on one car, and if you kept calling, you called five or six different glass companies, you, the range is unbelievable. And some of them will quote the windshield only, but then all of a sudden you get there and there's another, you know, two or three hours worth of installation. Oh, and we have to use a special silicone or a, a special adhesive. Oh, and it needs moldings around the outside because we're going to tear up the moldings when we take it all apart. All those kinds of questions. So I don't have an answer for you, but I think you ought to change your insurance companies because we certainly didn't have that problem. And we knew that if, in our case, and in everybody's case, if you have a good relationship with them and you don't like that, then they'll make it right. Especially because I don't know how many claims we've had, but virtually none. Yeah. So, but the one we're dealing with Farm Bureau and that's because they insure our horses and our, our uh, barns and all that other kind of stuff. But they do all kinds of places. So I'll I'll put a plug in, but I want to tell you something. There's four companies Mm -hmm. that, that I like. I like Farm Bureau, Liberty Mutual, USAA, and GEICO. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. and I can never remember what it is, okay. but there's five of them. Yeah, I don't remember but anyway, either. those are the ones that the tie goes to the runner. Those are the ones that seem to have the most customer focus. Oriented. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I would call a couple of the dealerships that do Hondas and get them to quote it. And then perhaps that would be a call back that says, hey, I'm going to go to Honda. I expect you to pay the bill. I'm going to have them put the windshield in and blah, blah, blah. But don't be surprised if you get there and then you see you see a guy drive up that says ABC Glass and he puts your windshield in and he doesn't have a Honda shirt on. Mm-hmm. So that, like I said, it's the Wild West. You just have to take care of yourself. But anyway, good luck to you, Harry. Good luck to you. Elmer, what can I do for you to this morning?
5: Mark, how are you doing this morning?
2: You know, I've been better, but I'm north of the dirt, so I'm pretty happy about that.
5: You know, my wife and I were driving down the road the other day in my motorhome. I got a 1970 Winnebago, and a guy pulled up beside me, and he had brown stuff all over the windshield. We pulled over and asked the guy, why had this brown stuff all over the windshield? And he says, well, it's coming off the top of your motorhome. Now, this was right after I turned around and filled up the tank. And uh, so I was trying to figure the thing out, So I had my wife run back into the bathroom, and she you know she brushed the toilet in the bathroom and now she came out with all this color all over now what I want to know is, is do you have a place where I could come stay because she doesn't want me to live in the motorhome anymore can you imagine such a thing who is
2: this yeah really this is this is not elmer Tom, I this think. is elmer fudd I, I think, yeah. yeah yeah this this is this is someone
4: oh, you had us listening for quite a while and then when the brown stuff came out i'm
2: like oh yeah
4: okay you think this is blackwell it sounds blackwell. just like him
2: <laughs> oh, now we have to tell the story.
4: <laughs> no, you told yeah, it on okay.
6: the air a couple no, of weeks but ago. People
2: that didn't hear it are oh, going, oh, oh. He's, he's got brown stuff all over the windshield of the oh, car behind goodness. him. And he's got people and she's got brown shift all over. Um, uh, first of all, let's take care of business like we ought to. Hey, Gil, <laughs> dump him. <laughs> he gets no more talk.
7: <laughs> oh, okay, the boy. story
2: is quick. We've been motorhoming since 1978. Yes. And um, there's lots of old guys that are older than I am that have really great ideas, and some of them don't. So the guy says to me, Mark, he says, you know, your black water tank just has the toilet, and the gray water tank has the sinks and all the kinds. He says, now, you're going to have a buildup of sludge. So before you dump your, your black water tank, you always dump it first because the gray water's cleaner. It's soapy. Oil. So he says, just buy a couple of bags of ice, dump them in the toilet, and then drive home. Okay. And he says, that ice will go around and clean everything up, and it'll be perfect. And he said, and you might just take a squirt of dishwasher liquid and put it in the toilet. So I think if two or three bags is good, then ten's better. I think if of a joy liquid is that good, mine's a whole jar. Yeah. A jar. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving down the road, and keep in mind that the tanks have to be vented. So there's a vent that comes off the roof of the motorhome. So we're driving down the road, and people are honking at us and stuff, and unbeknownst to me, I've put way too much soap in there, so now the tank is full of suds. The suds are brown. They're coming out of the top of the the pipe, and it's all over the back of the motorhome, and people don't really understand the contamination I'm spreading. This was a long time ago. Very good. And, and, uh, and so that's what we were talking about is some of the motorhome calamities that yes. we've had. So if you're going to put... And and by the way, our tank was clean. But in in reality, two bags, three bags of soap is fine. That's all the joy liquid you put in there. Mm -hmm. You don't put in half the bottle. And as you drive around, you don't have to swerve left and right or anything because as you stop and go. And then when you dump your blackwater tank, um, the next time you'll find out that it's not nearly as yucky as it was before so and i'm, I'm glad I'm, that's not my job i'm i'm not i'm not going to talk to elmer now when we get back we're going to talk about the times that you hook the hose up to the black water tank and you stick it in the sewer connection and you forget to latch it oh. and, I, and i remember somebody walking into the motorhome home with uh, shoes that were wet because she didn't latch the hose but we'll talk about that when we come back
8: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com.
2: Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station.
7: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Stuff, even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs. And it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover tar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
2: All righty. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And if you'd like to call in, 602-508-0960. We're going to make sure you give us your real name and you're not going be able to use some Elmer Fudd name.
4: We're not going to take anything about Brown stuff on the windshield. Yeah, so. And not
2: only that, here's the deal. <laughs> Tom Blackwell owns Blackwell Automotive at 40th and Greenway. Right. He will personally clean the Blackwater tank out of your motor home <laughs> um, using a, 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 a tried and true process. Okay. And he'll do it for free. So if you have a blackwater tank that you think might be a little dirty on your motorhome, go to Blackwell's 40th and Greenway, and Tom will personally flush your blackwater tank. He
4: does other work, too. but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom is a guy that I've known since 1983. I like him. He's exactly the kind of young man that you hope your daughter brings home. It's a family-owned auto repair shop that served Deer Valley and North Phoenix area, like I said, since 1983. He has ASC Master Certified Technicians. He knows right from wrong. He knows... His technicians know that he knows right from wrong, so it's not like the inmates are running the asylum like they are at Blackwell's. So uh, Action Auto Repairs, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. And let's go to 602 508 Steve, you're first.
3: Yeah, two more quick uh, issues about windshields, not to beat it to death, but I was uh, getting an insurance quote. And they had told me, the company, they said, well, you have a, a claim. And I said, well, I had no tickets or accidents, and they uh, consider a windshield replacement claim.
2: Hmm.
3: So that affected my rate when I went to switch. So that's something you might want to think of or keep in mind. Or ask the company, ask your insurance when you call them how they treat that. And the second one is, uh, as far as optics, I've been in a, at a stoplight, and I'll look at the car next to me. And boy, you can flat tell that they've had that their windshield been replaced. So if and when the guy does show up to uh, replace your windshield, just kind of look at it from an angle just to make sure that if it's you know acceptable, if not, you can tell him, hey, this is kind of wickety-whacked and possibly try another one.
2: You're, you're right. I think I'm with you, though. I'm struggling with this idea of a claim because a windshield ding or dent or crack has nothing to do with your negligence. I mean, there's no way you know, you we we're, do-
3: we're all just, yeah, we're yeah. all just numbers in their big algorithm of making money and adjusting rates so.
2: and 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 I intend I'm going to make a note of this, and yeah. I'm going to ask the insurance companies I work for, and I'm going to if they say yes a windshield's a claim, yeah. then I'm going to explain I think that's wrong, and here's why. As far as the optics concerned, you hit the nail on the head. From inside the car and outside the car, the angle is what's important. So from the driver's side, you look yeah. at the passenger's half of the windshield. Then you get in the passenger seat, and you look at the driver's half of the windshield. This won't be the last yeah. windshield call we have this hour. No, probably not. But thank you, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye bye. All righty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a question or a comment about windshields, we'll take that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's 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 tough in our industry when you start dealing with insurance companies and claims. Um, some insurance companies pretend like they have the authority to send you to their approved repair shops.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, if I was a, I am a mechanical shop. Mm-hmm. And if this was the environment we lived in, I would make concessions to them and they would reciprocate to us. So if if I used, this is a stupid example, but okay. if I used a really cheap coolant in your cooling system, they'd mm-hmm. like that better than if I used the really expensive stuff that your car came with. Right. So, the, And I'm not saying that's the way it is across the board, but that's the wild west that we live in. There's insurance companies that sell you aftermarket warranties, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you that they're going to dictate the price of the part and the price of my labor, and they're not. I'm going to go buy a book that they don't go, and I'm going to go buy a list price, and they want me to sell it at cost or cost plus 10%. So there's a real problem in that arena then they're going to say oh it's only a 3.1 hours and i'm going to say no it isn't it's 4.6 hours and then they're going to say what manual are you going to use and i said no you tell me what manual you use because i have access to all of them and i want to verify your number Mm -hmm. so if you use the action um Manual, then I can access that. And then they don't cover shop supplies, environmental charges, sales tax, and any ancillary repairs, they don't cover. So if you do a radiator and you put a cap on it, the customer pays for the cap. Even though maybe the cap caused the radiator to blow out, which doesn't happen very often, that's just a weak example of what I'm talking about.
4: And most of the time, it's it's that they, um, the labor might be the same time, but it's that they want to pay substandard
2: labor fees. That nobody charges anymore, and and they'll say that. Well, the average in your area, we're at a $1 dollar or $125. They'll right. say the. Um, this is just an example. The yeah. the average in your area is 103. Yeah. And 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 folks, we have people ASU students that do surveys for us. Yeah. I think in our general area, the average labor rate is just right underneath 125 an hour. Yeah. and and we f- we pit we pick the middle. Mm-hmm. Now there's some very expensive dealerships that yeah, are up
4: 14150.
2: One, yeah, that are up there in the top end, but that's all they work on. Mm-hmm. And so those of us in general repair, I think for me, we mm-hmm. want to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. We want to be between the high and the low. Right. That's kind of where we want to be. Yeah. So, and then one other thing. Kay. If a customer comes in and says, "Well, last time I came in here, you were at 120 and now you're at 125." Mhm. We fix that, yeah. Because we say to them, "We're going to give you one time to back us up five dollars. Mm-hmm. Today, you're only going to have one hour, so you're going to win five dollars. But why don't you wait for the big one? That's four hours worth of heater core, <laughs> or but even or, still,
4: that's twenty dollars. You know, sometimes it, they don't realize that it's it's a small amount,
2: but you're exactly right. But you're giving them the option to sure. use it on the big dog repair instead of the the small dog. Sure. Okay, we've got a we've got a caller. Who might that be?
5: That would be Tom
2: tom good morning morning mark uh i've got a
0: 2010 uh Toyota Tacoma uh it's got 146,000 miles on it i've got a thing going on that uh at about 30 35 miles an hour it's like i'm going over a rough road okay it's, uh it lasts for about 50 yards or something sometimes it goes longer
2: Would it be properly called a a vibration or would it properly be called um the ride? I mean is it a vibration that shakes the whole car or is it is it the ride that's affected?
0: You can it's the ride but you can feel I mean you can feel it it's like going over a bumpy road and sometimes it gets worse. I mean it it shakes shakes it pretty good. I somebody told me that it might be a torque converter. It's something in the yeah. transmission. I tried I've already gone to I've already gone to Discount Tire and I checked the tires and okay. they they said there's nothing going on with the tires.
2: Okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. First of all, if you want to go put a torque converter in cuz this guy guessed I would say that's probably the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And I can tell you right now, a torque converter does not have those symptoms or anywhere close to those symptoms. And if you called me and said, I want to know if my converter's bad, I would tell you, drive down the road, get it to happen, and then gently apply the brake pedal with your left foot. When you apply the brakes and the brake lights come on, the computer disables the torque converter. And if it's a torque converter, your problem's going to go away. So that's kind of easy to determine. In your particular case, let me ask you more questions. I'm not interested in what everybody told you. Does the steering wheel shake when this happens?
0: Not really, no.
2: Okay. Does the seat of your pants shake when this happens?
0: Uh I, I I don't know. I never, okay, fair enough. That's I, okay. I never I don't, never never, never never figured that one out. I ever, okay. Yeah. All
2: right. Okay. Well, there's method to my madness, and it's okay. okay. I don't know is an accept. You know what? Men don't ever say I don't know. Women they say that all the time. Well, I think he just did. he did. So. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. How about yeah. the rear view mirror? Does the it, it, can you did you look in the rear view mirror and see that it vibrated or anything?
0: I, I mean I didn't notice that it's just I I wouldn't doubt if it if it does I mean cuz okay. it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty good shake and it's okay. so like you going over a, a like I say a, like a dirt I, road I, you know with I with, understand
2: with a, I understand does it change with speed let me just ask questions and I I think I can do better if if does it does it change if you go 40 and it happens what happens if you go 50 or 60
0: Doesn't happen but it happens at about 30 and 35 Okay. That's where it happens.
2: Okay. What part of town do you live in? I'm in Rio Verde. Way north. Way, way north. Yeah. Um, are you on the east side of uh, the 51 or the west side of the 51?
0: On the east side of the 51. I'm, I'm way out. I'm way west. I'm just north of Fountain Hills.
2: Okay. All right. I don't know anybody in your area um, at all. Blackwell would be closest one, 40th and Greenway. That's this is easy. something we're going to have to to, to drive. Um, This is something I feel confident that Tom can drive this and tell you what it is. Here's why I ask you if the steering wheel shakes but the seat of your pant doesn't, the problem's in the front end. If the seat of your pant shakes and and the steering wheel doesn't shake, then the problem's in the back end. I ask you about the rear view mirror. The rear view mirror often will shake no matter whether it's in the front or the back. Then Um, I ask you if it's speed related. I'm thinking that I need to, to, the rotating tires. And you say, no, it is. 30 to 35, but not a higher or lower. So it's not tires. Then you said you went to discount. I believe them. They're tire experts. So I'm going to throw tires all the way out. But I'll tell you how you might be able to help yourself. Okay. Does you, Do you have a wife? Uh, yes, I do. Does she have another car? Yes. Okay. This is what I would do if I were you. Tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, I know you're going to church, but before you go to church, then you say, follow me, honey. And you go make it happen on some three-lane road. Your wife okay. drives around the right side of you, and she just looks at the tires and wheels. Then she drives around okay. the left side of you while you're doing your 35 to 45 miles an hour. The question is, is what does she see? Now, if okay. this is this is something that's if this is a suspension issue, she'll see it. Guaranteed, she'll okay. see it. Okay. So, if okay. you do that now, if you walk into the shop and say thirty to forty-five miles an hour, and my wife says that that left rear is shaking like the dickens, and the other three aren't, yeah. you just saved yourself half an hour's worth of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, all right. Okay. And
0: it, what was that? What was that thing again about the torque converter? You said if I put my left hand on the uh, left left foot on the brake pedal,
2: gently, gently, just okay. gently when, when touch. It's... When you're going down the road above forty-five miles an hour, you can do it on okay. the freeway. So when it's okay. doing
4: it. Do you uh, want to have Yeah, no, he can do so that. So he said between 30 and 35, and then put the brake pedal on?
2: Yeah, he's going to, if that's the range, 30 to 35, okay. Sunday morning. Okay. Okay. He's driving down the road. Now, at 30 to 35, I'm not quite sure the torque converter's even locked up. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Usually the torque converter's going to lock 40 to 50. Okay. I, I don't know if it's locked up. But here's the deal. On your shifter, you have a drive and an overdrive. Probably, yes on your yep. shifter. Okay, put yep, it in yep. drive. T- take it out of overdrive. So okay. just put it in drive. That way we're eliminating that one-to-one ratio. So, okay. And then you might do this. It's, I don't want you doing 35 to 45 miles an hour in an low gear, but in second it wouldn't be any problem. And third, it wouldn't be any problem. And drive won't be any problem. So do that and start at the beginning. Start in first and see what happens. Go to second and stop and start again and see if that's related. I'm trying to save you some diagnostic money. That's what I'm really trying to do. Okay. Thank you very much, Tom. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The only shop in Mesa that I've got that I can send you to is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Thompson's has been around since 1970, but Brian uh, Thompson and his his wife, um, Thelma, Thelma, who comes from the Thompson family, so you got the Vivian and the Thompsons. Those guys have been in Mesa since God first had put steel or wood, rock tires on cars. Their family has tremendous background in the auto repair industry. So these young men and women are running this operation. And we're very proud of them. Mm -hmm. They know right from wrong. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. They've been around a very long time. And there's been times where they fixed cars because I've sent people to them that live in Mesa. And they fixed cars and they were the heroes. Mm -hmm. So they've done a good job. So if you're in Mesa, I'm sorry. I'd like to have more. But Thompson's Auto Repair on Main Street and Stapley is the only one that can really pass the muster, so to speak.
4: That's right. Everybody's going to love you today. You're calling everybody young. Action Tom at Action and... Brian and Vivian (laughs)
2: Well, um, Brian and Thelma are a lot younger than we are. Yeah. I mean, you're 80, I'm 50. That's right. And I, and, I only feel 50, but yeah. whatever. I know, I know, they know I'm kidding you. But Brian and Thelma are younger, yeah. it's considerably oh, younger. And Tom is younger than we are too. Even if he's five or eight, ten years, whatever. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> no, I um, said
4: they're going to love you for you calling know,
2: them young. Here's the deal. Mark will be back for the next hour, but there's. Someone that won't be back for the next hour. So six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. I'm sure you can grab one of the five.